Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Continuing our AFC North conversation, getting the scoop on the Cleveland Browns. We're joined on the KDOS hotline by Scott Petrack with BrownsZone.com. Scott, it's Bob and Kayla with you today. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Uh, so let's start here, of course, with the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson. It seems like a rather simplistic statement that the team uh, goes as the quarterback goes. But for the Browns, another year of Watson uh, performing like he did last year versus returning to form he showed in a Texans uniform could have a dramatic difference in wins and losses this year for the team. So is that how it is viewed in Cleveland? And, and what has Watson been demonstrating on the field so far? Yeah, There's no doubt about it. I think the rest of the roster is primed to make a playoff run, and it all depends on if Watson plays somewhat like he did when he went to those three straight Pro Bowls with the Texans. And he knows that. He said it once early in training camp, and he said it again after their preseason game on Friday against the Commanders, that this team will go how he goes. And it's been a little up and down in training camp. There was a lot of excitement at the end of the offseason program. He had a real good practice. I don't know if it was the OTAs or minicamp, and coordinator Alex Van Pelt said he made a throw that made his the hair stand up on his arms. Like, everybody felt good about it. And then training camp started, and he was pretty good. And the defense went on a run where um, had a bunch of good practices, and Watson and the offense struggled. So it's just been inconsistent. Um, you know, the only possession he played in the preseason, they got inside the one before they got stuffed with a couple of runs. So it's been good and bad, um, and – we still don't know exactly how he's going to play once we get to the real season. They certainly added some receivers. Uh, you know, they, they traded for Elijah Moore. They signed Marquise Goodwin, who used to kill the Cardinals back in his days with the Niners. Uh, they drafted Cedric Tillman. Uh, they still have Amari Cooper, David Njoku. So how's that distribution work? There's a lot of dudes there. Yeah, there are. Um, Goodwin is out right now. He's got blood clots. So they don't know if he's going to be able to come back or if he is, when he's going to be able to come back. But you got Amari Cooper, who was the number one target by far last year. Uh, and then Elijah Moore, who they expect big things from. And they're using him in a variety of ways, lining him up in the backfield, in the slot, outside. They're running options with him. So I think it's going to go that way. I think it's going to go Cooper and then Moore. And then Njoku would be the third target. And you still have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had a good year last year and has really progressed after being a six-round pick out of Michigan. And then you can't forget Nick Chubb, right? At some point, you're going to hand it off to probably the best player on your team. So they have options on offense, and they're good options. It's just a matter of Watson being able to distribute the ball and make the right decisions. I want to stick there with Nick Chubb for a second. Statistically, last season was unreal for him. 302 carries, 1,525 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Uh, but he is more than just some nice stats, right? And there is this oh, yeah. sense maybe from him and, and the team that he's being overlooked as one of the more complete backs in this league? Well, I, I think inside the team they know how good he is. I mean, he's really – I'm not kidding around when I say he's the best player on the team. I feel that way. Um, he might not be the most talented. You know, Miles Garrett might be the most talented, but Chubb, he's such a hard worker. If you, if you poll the coaches and the players, I think he would win the vote of favorite teammate um, on the team. So, you know, I saw he was in a podcast the other day, and he said, yeah, I believe I'm the best back in the league. He usually doesn't say stuff like that, 
Um, he's pretty quiet, so I do think he feels maybe a little overlooked. Um, outside Cleveland and outside the team, around here, it's, hey, how come he doesn't get the ball enough? And, you know, he averages, whatever, 18 carries a game, and people still want more and more from him. So, you know, they might run it less times this year just because they're trying to build the offense around Deshaun Watson. But you could see Chubb get a bunch of carries in the fourth quarter if they're winning, and I think you could see him catch the ball more than he has in the past, especially because they did not bring back Kareem Hunt. Okay, I'm the biggest Nick Chubb fan, like you know, west of Cleveland. So, uh, you know, I've been talking. About, I think he's. I think you make the case that he's actually the best quote running back in the NFL. What I wonder about though is the offensive line it has a good reputation. They're an experienced group, but have they lived up to that reputation? And and also, what's the health of Jack Conklin, who's had some injury history? Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, I think a couple of years ago, when they went to the playoffs in 2020, I think that was kind of the peak. Wyatt Teller burst on the scene at right guard, was a pro bowler. Um, Joe Batonio, left guard, is outstanding. He might be the best guard in the league. Um, you know, it's a couple-time pro, bowl, pro bowler. Ethan Postick's fine at center. So to me, it, co- it comes down to the tackles. And Jedrick Wills Jr. was the number 10 overall pick in 2020. He's been inconsistent, struggles to finish plays which becomes magnified when you have a quarterback like Watson who extends plays and runs around. Wills is going to have to block, and he's going to have to block for a long time, and he's going to have to be committed to that, and they're still working through that. He's a talented. He's plenty talented. Um, it's more of a kind of an effort thing. Is he giving enough effort all the time? Then Conklin has had the injuries. I think he wanted to play in 14 games last year, so that's pretty good. They gave him an extension, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, he's been fine this camp. He's actually in concussion protocol right now. Um, but, you know, from a knee, elbow, all those other things that he's had issues with, he's held up. So it's just a matter of those two tackles play well because the interior is really strong. Scott Petrak, brownzone.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. Is Kevin Stefanski on the hot seat a bit here? You known for being, you know, the offensive mind here. Is he kind of hitched to how well Deshaun Watson does and whether or not this team can can make a push in for the, a wild card spot or even for the division? I think that's fair to say. He's in the fourth year, missed the playoffs the last two years off after such a great start for him, right? His rookie seasons when they ended that playoff drought. Then he misses the playoffs two years in a row. They're so committed to Watson. Financially, right, $230 million guaranteed. They traded five draft picks, including three first-rounders. That it's on Stefanski as an offensive coach. He's in those quarterback meetings to get the most out of Watson. And he's revamped the offense to do that. They're going to do more shotgun, more pistol, more zone read, more RPOs to, to do what Watson does well. And if they're not able to make it work, if Watson doesn't get back to his Pro Bowl self, if this offense is a disappointment despite everything we talked about, the line and the weapons, then, yeah, I think that's going to fall on Kevin Stefanski. Okay, not, enough of this offense stuff. The uh, new coordinator, Jim Schwartz, is you know is the biggest change, you know, Joe Woods out as a defense coordinator and Schwartz is in, and how has that changed the defensive philosophy? Yeah, I think that is the biggest change. And they've made a bunch of changes on that side of the ball. They've focused a lot of attention and resources on the D-line. And a lot of that's because that's Schwartz's specialty, and that's how he builds his system. So they're going to be really aggressive. He likes the corners, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom II, and Martin Emerson Jr. So they're going to play a bunch of man, and they might go some 5-D-line fronts because they think they can pressure um, 
you know, and even to bring some linebackers, bring some nickel, go three safety because they trust the back end. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a completely different attack, a different look from Schwartz. And then they went and surrounded Miles Garrett with some talent. They traded for Zadarius Smith. They signed Obo Okoronko, who uh, came on at the end of last year against Houston. They get Dalvin Tomlinson uh, at D-tackle. They just signed Shelby Harris last week to play in the interior. So a bunch of new faces, all to try to take some of that attention away from Garrett because he was the most double-teamed edge rusher in the league last year. Scott Petrak, brownzone.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. In the secondary here, how is the health of Greg Newsom the second? And now that he's in his third year, what are the expectations for him in the secondary? Yeah, he came back this week after missing, I was just under two weeks with a groin injury. Um, you know, he's been solid through his two years, missed some time with injuries. He had like a couple fluky concussions, one on the last play of practice. Um, he's played well when he's been out there, and but he hasn't had inter- any interceptions. He doesn't have any turnovers. Like, that's been the big knock on him, and he didn't have a lot coming out of Northwestern. So it's continued. He needs to make more plays. Um, he had a little bit of issue in the offseason. He thought he played the slot too much last year, and Joe Woods kind of used him as a linebacker, and Newsom didn't appreciate that. You know, he'd rather be outside, kind of be out of the fray. So, you know, he's going to be inside some, but it's not going to be exclusively him um, under Jim Schwartz. So I, I think they're expecting him to make a leap because he hasn't quite performed to that. You know, I think he was a number 26 pick in the draft two years ago. Okay, so Miles Garrett, you mentioned him. Uh, what are the expectations for him in the Schwartz defense? And, and what other defenders do you think uh, need to be difference makers for them this season? Yeah, I mean, it starts with Defensive Player of the Year for Miles Garrett because he has that kind of talent, right? Number overall, pick, number one overall pick, crazy bend, the ability to get around the edge, super strong. Like, he can do everything. So he's had 16 sacks the last two years, which set a franchise record. And people around here still think there's more from him. And there is, right? So um, the sky's the limit. I think having Darius Smith on the other side will really help. And then when they go to their nickel package, Smith's going to rush from the inside, Okoronko on the outside. So they feel like that can help free up Garrett. Um, so, you know, besides those guys, I think they need Denzel Ward to play like the pro bowler he was as a rookie, fourth overall pick the year they took Baker Mayfield. And he's had good moments. He struggled early last year, and then I thought came on toward the end of the season. Um, but they just need him to play like the top five cornerback he should be. Scott Petrak, brownzone.com right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. So we're having this conversation about the, the roster and the talent level here. So now it's about putting it all together. But they play in this AFC North division. So with the Bengals and what they've been doing, with the Ravens, their expectations, the Steelers, how Mike Tomlin never has a losing record. Uh, what is realistic here for this for this Browns team? I think I really do think it's realistic for them to compete for the division title. Watts now again, it's going to get back to what we began the conversation with. Watson needs to play at a level like Joe Burrow, like Lamar Jackson, right? Like all the other big time quarterbacks in the AFC. If he does that, I feel like the rest of the team is talented enough. I think the coaching's good enough that there's no reason they can't be in that discussion with the Bengals, who've been so good the last couple of years, and with the Ravens, who are always good when Lamar Jackson's healthy. 
but it comes back to Watson. But I, I think that's realistic. I think those are the expectations of the organization. Now, you could go 10-7 and seven and miss the playoffs, and that, I think, would still be a success, and everybody gets to keep their jobs. But I don't know if you can do much worse than that without there being pretty significant changes. Okay, one other quick thing for me. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, you know, the special teams are going to have to be better. Or are their special teams going to be better? Well, they made a change there, too, right? We talked about Joe Woods to Jim Schwartz. Yeah. They went from Mike Prefer to Bubba Ventrone. They think that's going to help. Um, but there's still questions there. Cade York, they drafted him in the fourth round in 2022. He missed eight field goals and two extra points last year and has missed a field goal in each of the two preseason games. That's not going to cut it, right? So I think there's still, there's certainly concerns about him. And then they, they're still sorting through returner. They signed Jakeem Grant Sr. before 2022 as a free agent coming off a Pro Bowl season. There's an Achilles, and he was going to be their guy. He was going to change the return game. Well, he's coming back from that, but, you know, he's 30. Is he going to be able to be the same guy? So I think there's still questions there. I think Bubble will improve it, but they need York, and then they need to figure out that return game. Scott, as always, we greatly appreciate you taking some time on the program, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you as the season rolls along. Thank you. Thanks. Once again, he is Scott Petrak there. You can follow his work over at brownzone.com.